this match day 24 picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's US-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com. Use a promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And don't forget to enter our Super Bowl 58 props contest. Pick 58 Super Bowl props for a chance to win $1,000. Enter today for free at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash SB58 or in the SGPN app. Welcome everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Mark Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, February the 7th, and we are here to have a look at Premier League Match Day 24. I got the match day wrong last time, Baz, you didn't even notice. I kept saying 22. I've had a complaint off Dave Horan's duffel coat. Uh, issue number 465 pence um, said I, he kept thinking he was listening to the wrong show because I kept saying 22 when it was 23 so it is 24 um, yeah match day 24 joining us uh, from Nottinghamshire uh, is Mr Barry Penaluna Baz how are you? Even Malcolm not bad not bad not bad at all good uh, I've, had a, I've had a quiet night tonight the family have been I've out watched. to the cinema um, as you know I've been forced into a lot of family fun lately um, bowling, cinema, things like that. But I got out of this one. They were going to see Mean Girls. I guess. Music. Oh, I was going to guess um, that. So <laughs> I, um, I was allowed out of that. Uh, so what happened yep. was Helen and the two girls went with the two girls' friends and their mother. So the, another family of three. Um, however, Helen and the kids got there fine. The friends that were going with them got caught about... 50 yards behind an accident on the dual carriageway, sat in traffic for two hours, uh, two and a half hours, something like that, and turned up at the cinema as the film was finishing. Um, oh, no. So they all went and had a McDonald's together afterwards, but the, the other three didn't get to watch the movie. It's a bit unlucky, isn't it? It is very unlucky. I was going to guess that because Betty came running downstairs yesterday with my sister on the phone. And said, oh, Auntie Lindsay wants to ask you something. And Auntie Lindsay was going to see me and girls, but her friend couldn't make it, so wanted to see if Betty would go with her. So they went out, but they didn't, Betty didn't get back till about 20 to midnight. I actually forgot she was out. So the first time, so the, the IT department's gone to bed. Obviously, Bob's in bed, and I'm just sitting here just looking at shit, sport and stuff. And the front door goes, and she comes in at like quarter to midnight. Um, so, yeah, parent of the year, but that's a little window into the future, just forgetting where your kids are and uh, what time they're coming home. So yeah, I would have, I would have punted Mean Girls, but she said it was good. She had a she had a good yeah, time. They've all enjoyed it. Um, YouTube comments by all means. If you're uh, regular and you've never been in, get involved. As Ryan Garcia has 
for the first time. Big football fan, he says, he usually listens to the basketball show, um, the NBA basketball show with, what, Moonaf? Who's on that? Moonaf, Scotty Two, Hottie Reichel, uh, Terrell Furman, um, and all those guys. So thanks for joining us, Ryan. Hopefully we'll pick you some winners. Slick Rick was second in. Pat, out walking the dog, possibly. How are you doing? Uh, Lee Smith is in, our resident Burnley fan. Serials here. Uh, James, Mafia James, and Courtney as well. Um, Courtney, good evening. How are you? James is mentioning my Jordan pick. Uh, we'll get to that in a little while. Um, I've got so many notes, Baz. Um, I might have to cut half of them off because um, we'll never, ever get to the Premier League picks. I've got a suggestion for the tip list early on, Baz. It's a little bit left field, this one. Um, Paddington Bay. <laughs> right. Uh, what's he done wrong? He's just fucking. He's just like sticking his nose in, isn't he? Everywhere. He's always getting involved in stuff he's got no business being involved in. So I'm not going to put him on, but he's definitely on the shortlist, Barry. So we'll be keeping an eye on him over the next couple of months. Because any more of his behaviour. Uh, I've not, I've could not have... seen anything from Paddington Bay, if I'm honest with you. It's just, just a lingering. He was, he was interfering a lot when the Queen died, wasn't he? Right. And now, because the king's poorly, who surfaced again? He's a like harbinger of death. He's like a, the necromancer, like Paddington Bear sticking his bleeding oar in. It's none of his business. <laughs> Sod off. It's not even British. He's from Peru. Um, <laughs> so he has to get on me with. Um, FA Cup this week was a uh, the usual dog shit selection, but the FA, we've had a bit of a love-hate relationship with the FA Cup this season, haven't we? Because I think the first third round day was rubbish, then we did okay, and then the fourth round we did okay, and then the fourth round replays, we haven't done very well again. Um, the Sheffield Wednesday goals was the only winner. We, a little ladder might have got you out completely out of the shit, because it finished 4-1, and we um, Coventry beat Sheffield Wednesday 4-1. But other than that, uh, Plymouth were in it, uh, took them to extra time, although Leeds were by far the better team. Chelsea. Chelsea hammered them tonight and was a bit of a head-scratcher. And Nottingham Forest, Bristol City is ongoing. Um, penalty shootout, probably, in the next 10 or 20 minutes. Uh, so we'll keep uh, we'll keep you abreast of that. Um, you did some Football League stuff, Baz. Anything happening? Yeah, so FA Cup, I had um, the corners in the Chef Wed game was very disappointing. We had four in the first 20 minutes and then nothing. Finished on four, literally just died to death. Um, I hit the overs. I had the overs in the Villa Chelsea game tonight, and then in the EFL stuff. I took a League Two game, which was postponed. Um, and my main pick was Leighton Orient to win. Uh, they won one nil, but I did also put out Leighton Orient goals, so they didn't quite get up the ladder at all. Uh, but they did win at a nice price. They were six to four Leighton Orient. I did like that, um, and they did win that one. Excellent. Uh, Patrick is here with uh, Courtney, so two for one uh, there for the Backus family. Harry's here with a little Chelsea-Chelsea flex. Haven't had many of them this season. Um, I watched that game and I've really got no idea what to make of it. Um, and what it has done is thrown into disarray a couple of the picks for tonight. I was quite confident with my Villa play and then I'm looking at it thinking, really? And I was quite confident with my Chelsea play. And I'm thinking the same thing. So sometimes you just have to handicap on the on the fly. So we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, I've got a slight concern, Barry. Current events, Barry. Current affairs. Uh, there's quite a thing at the minute, Barry, where people make 
deep fake AI porn involving like famous YouTubers. Yeah. And I'm slightly concerned that that might happen to us. Is that a, do you think that might happen? I think you're probably more concerned that there's actually genuine footage that could come out about you uh, that you will <laughs> subsequently claim is a deep fake. This is this is almost your cover story coming out now before something is revealed. Is that what's happening here? You've got to quite good. Malcolm. That could be the second one in the series of the novels after the bloke with the fingerprints on the bollocks from last Sunday. Um, we've got a series going, Baz. That's two novels in the uh, in the book. Um, and the other thing we just want to talk about is the, the international stuff's been a madness again. All day today and yesterday was a madness. Uh, Jordan have made it into the final um, of the Asian Cup. I did say South Korea had been dead lucky and had no business being there. And Jordan just outplayed them yesterday. It was pretty one-sided. Jordan well, played five to one on the money line yesterday, won dead comfortably. So my 100 to one pick has made it into the final, remarkably, um, where they will play Qatar. Qatar touched off um, Iran 3-2 today uh, in the madness of a game. And then Nigeria have made the final as well. My 10 to one picks in AFCON. Um, took them penalties against South Africa. This there was one of those very unusual incidents where Nigeria scored a breakaway goal to go 2-0 up, only for it to get pulled all the way back for a penalty at the other end. And you just don't see it very often. There needs to be a name for that, Baz. Someone needs to get in the lab, if any of the listeners can get in the lab. And the name for when a goal is disallowed and is brought all the way back for a penalty to the other team. Uh, so South Africa equalised. Nobody could win in extra time, but Nigeria won on penalties. Nigeria will play the Ivory Coast, who I said with the team I was worried about because they were rubbish. And they were rubbish again tonight against the Congo. Congo had a goal disallowed in the first half, dodgy refereeing decision. And then Sebastian Haller, ex of West Ham, um, scored a really lucky Buddy Holly that he planted into the ground, looped it over the goalkeeper, and they went through 1-0. So Nigeria um, play... Uh, the Congo on Sunday and Jordan are plus three twenty outsiders to beat Qatar. Qatar are twenty one to twenty. Um, so yeah, Jordan alive and kicking. So yeah, that's been fun. But those two tournaments have been really, really good fun, dead exciting. Um, enjoyed all of that. So yeah. Um, before we move on to the, uh, the to, to this week's stuff, sorry, Baz. Before we move on to this week's stuff, I should also point out because we recorded Sunday. Uh, I hit my Aka last week. Uh, my Paulie, ah, yeah. over two and a half goals. It was waiting for the Man City game. Um, so another winning accumulator, seven to one, Malcolm. Um, add that to your 20 to one ladder we got at the weekend. So a really, really good weekend. Uh, the midweek might not have been great, uh, but we were continuing into Monday with that uh, and it did hit. So had a lot of success with them lately. Um, it's an overs league, Malcolm. It's an overs league. It's Four overs, overs in there. Um, we finished up with nine out of 10 games, finished over two and a half goals at the weekend. I backed Man City at five to six on Monday when they went to goal down. Man, that was like finding money in the street. Unbelievable price. Uh, yes, yeah, so remarkable. I got the Man City handicap. Um, having lost five in a row on Saturday, made it all the way back to 9.35 units for my 10. So just about got on, out the shit uh, with a late recovery. So, um, yeah, looking forward to, to this weekend. This weekend's tricky. I would say there's a couple of really short price favourites. You've got Man City and Liverpool at home, sort of one to 12. Um, you've got a couple of relegation threatened teams facing each other. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it, it's a close game. 
Super Bowl stuff going on all over the network this week. Super Bowl 58 taking place in Vegas on Sunday. Um, the network is awash with shows. Sean and Ryan have been cranking out with um, content the whole time. So get yourself across that. Um, tomorrow night is a little crossover. Myself and Baz are going to do our Super Bowl show um, in a little link up with the Notorious OTB, which is the Wolf of O'Clone, who does the horse racing show here. And so we're going to broadcast that live at 10 o'clock tomorrow and stick it out as a podcast as well. So that's going to be Prem, Props and Ponies. Uh, we're going to pick some Premier League stuff. We're going to pick some Super Bowl props and we're going to pick some ponies. So we've got the three-sport uh, parlay going down. So, yeah, if you want to join in, get involved. If you've got any uh, horses or Premier League or Super Bowl crossover picks, um, come and join us at 10 o'clock. Stick them in the chat. Um, or like I say, we'll, we will stick out an extra show. So when you see an extra show on your feed, um, that's what it is. It's going to be me, Baz. And if you don't know the Wolf of Oak Lawn, um, he is absolutely top class. So get involved uh, with that tomorrow night. Let's have a look at Underdog Fantasy. Before we crack on with these Prem picks, um, a great way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball and football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. You can win 100x with some spicy plays. Watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with the promo code PLGP, Premier League Gambling Podcast. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code PLGP. Um, anything you want to add, Barry, before we start making some picks? No, let's get on with the picks. I'll tell you what we will mention. Courtney rightly points out, you um, you put out a request for our 100th Spotify review. And somewhat, six people have taken notice. Um, Simon, my uh, my D-Gen football dad from last week, I think he made it 100. Um, so he sent one in, but they've got it with 105. So whoever did that. Uh, we very, very much appreciate it. Um, I'm going to have to park the uh, the story from Toaster for the third consecutive show, Baz. I'm building this up now. I've got the fear that it's not going to uh, it's not going to cut the mustard when it comes time to tell it. Because two weeks ago it was a belting story, but I think the luster's wearing off it. Saturday, the 10th of February, lunchtime kickoff, 12:30 and 7:30 Eastern time is Manchester City against Everton. This is one of the very shorties. Um, Manchester City are two to nine, minus four fifty. Uh, the draw is seven to one. That's out from six to one when I looked at it. And Everton are twelve to one. Everton were ten to one when I handicapped these games yesterday. So a little bit of line movement. So we've got a couple of games like this. Let's say the Man City and Liverpool game. And Man City, we're going to have a run of these games where they're going to be very short prices. Baz, looking at the fixtures as well. And really, it's what you do with them. Um, so just an example on Monday night um, in the MLB chat with, um, we're just talking to Ryan Garcia there about Scott and everybody else. Scott and Munaf and Dylan were all chatting, asking what what we should uh, bet on the Man City game. I gave him the handicap. Munaf wanted over three goals. Scott wanted a Kevin De Bruyne assist. And all of those things hit. However, it would have just been dead easy to take something like a Haaland prop, which would have missed Haaland to score or assist, or you could have taken Man City half-time full-time, which would have missed you, um, Man City to win both halves. So even when they're coming in at 2-9 to nine minus 450, you've still got to try and land on the right pick. Like, so it's, it's not straightforward. 
Um, City are flying. They've won six or seven, scored three in four of the last five. But they've only kept one clean sheet in the last seven as well. Um, Man City with both teams to score that is the obvious selection on those numbers. But Everton are struggling for goals. Um, they haven't scored in three of the last four. And if you remember, I'm not counting the two that they scored at the weekend because they weren't proper goals. It was just someone humped the ball into the box. Everyone fell down. The ball went near the goal twice. So I'm not really buying into that. Um, so the price is horrible on the handicap. Minus one and a half is minus 160. That's no good. Um, the team total over two and a half is viable. That's at five to six. Um, but I'm going to go with a dead, boring, safe start here. Manchester City minus two. Uh, so the, it's a push if they win by two. Uh, that's 21 to 20 plus 105. Um, it's just a little bit bigger than that team total of over two and a half. Um, I think they probably will cover. So you could take either one. But the official play is Man City minus two goals. 21 to 20 plus 105. Yeah, I mean, City... Unbeaten in 12 now. They've won nine in a row in all competitions. It's just starting to look ominous for those teams around them, don't it? Because we've seen this many times from City, this point of the seasons where they just hit their stride um, and can go on some ridiculous run. So you, you've got to keep riding them um, until you see signs. Otherwise, Everton have seen three draws on the bounce in the league, which is an improvement on the three defeats that preceded that. Uh, but that is no win in six games now for Everton. I kept this one really simple, Malcolm. Same bet as last week. City to score three or more. They've done it in four of the last five games. Um, they're at home here against the Neverton team who are struggling. Uh, City team total over two and a half goals at five to six, Malcolm. Yeah, like I say, that was my sort of reserve play. Like um, I, I could have, I could have tossed the coin and come down on either one, but so yeah, um, I'm going to write yours down because I always forget and then I have to ask you. Uh, via messenger at the weekend. Team total plus two and a half is five to six. Uh, Captain Sano is in the chat. Captain, how are you doing? Uh, 50 days to opening day of the MLB season, Captain. Uh, that's going to creep up. Preview shows. As soon as the Super Bowl's out the way, the MLB Gambling Podcast will be firing on all cylinders. Expect Captain Sano to be involved. Three o'clock kickoffs. We have one, two, three, four, five. So a nice Saturday afternoon slate here. The first one is Fulham against Bournemouth. Fulham are 11 to 8, plus 137. Draws 5 to 2, plus 250. Bournemouth, 9 to 5, plus 180, Baza. Yes, Fulham, they, they confuse me. Every week I come here, I look at Fulham, and I just don't know what to do with them. Um, six games without a win now, and it looked like it sort of come and hit a bit of form when they beat Arsenal and... Who else was won another game around that time? One, two in a row. But then, since then, six games without a win. Um, great success with Fulham last week. Just didn't know where to go. Found the stats about the corners uh, and absolutely smashed the corner ladder. Uh, another promotion for that pick there. Don't know if I'd mentioned it before, so just in case. And so that was my instinct again here, is to just consider riding the corners. And, and do I consider riding the Fulham corners? Because remember last season when we spotted this with Newcastle, they, they kept hitting those double figures for their team yep. totals. And we just kept riding it and riding it and riding it. And we cashed some massive ladders. So that's where I was thinking, what do I do with Fulham? Because last three games now, 13 corners, 15 corners and 10 corners. Um, double figures, three games in a row. And then I looked at Bournemouth and Bournemouth aren't struggling either. Bournemouth's corners in the last six games, 11, 5, 12, 
eight, seven, thirteen. So they've hit double figures in three of their last six as well. So then I've got a dilemma. Do I stick with the Fulham corners, which done so well last week, or go match corners? And now I've got the fear that I'm going to get it the wrong way. Whichever whichever yeah. one I do is going to be wrong. But I've ended up going for match corners because I think Bournemouth are um, very attacking at the minute. They've, they've got good stats themselves. So I'm going for match corners. My pick for the game is over 10.5 corners in the game at 4 to 5, minus 125. That's my pick here. But for the ladder, and it is a ladder, I'm going to start at over 11.5 at 6 to 5, plus 120. Over 12.5 is 2 to 1, plus 200. Over 13.5, 3 to 1. 14.5, 9 to 2. 15.5, 8 to 1. 16.5, 11 to 1. I'm not stopping. 17.5. 14 to 1, and I'm going to stop here. 18 and a half, Malcolm, 20 to 1, uh, 18 and a half corners. If we look at um, Bournemouth games recently, they played Forest at the weekend, 17 corners in the game. They played Swansea in the Cup the other week, 18 corners in that game. They had 17 corners, total corners in the game against Spurs. So that's three of the last six games where... Total corners have been in the sort of 17-18 mark. And the similar can be said for Fulham. There's been 15, 21, 15 in the last three games now. Um, So, yeah, let's get the ladder here. Fulham, Burnley, corners all the way up. Love it, Baz. Baz, I love this ladder. I think everyone has to be tailing. And you can't argue with those stats, Baz. There's just no... There's no hole in it. And... um, We got onto it last season with Newcastle. I say we, you got onto it last season with Newcastle. And it wasn't happening by accident, Barry. There's obviously a reason for it. There's a system, there's a method of play. Um, so I absolutely back you up on that one. Um, my immediate instinct when I looked at this was Bournemouth. Um, so you, you'd kind of peg them as similar over the course of a season, maybe similar sides. But Bournemouth have just been much, much better lately. Um, Fulham, like you say, haven't won in ages and blew um, that lead. They had a nil-nil at home to Everton. They lost to Newcastle in the Cup. And they did lose 3-0 at Bournemouth on Boxing Day. Um, now, Bournemouth have got no win in four. So, the two defeats are fair enough against Everton and Tottenham. And then they've had two one-all draws against Forest and West Ham. Um, the goal trends weren't strong enough to make me take a over two and a half or a BTTS. But there was just... Bournemouth, I think, the better team. Nothing put me off Bournemouth. I looked around and nothing put me off making the pick. James Mafia is in the chat. He agrees. He thinks Bournemouth are going to win with both teams to score. But I'm just going to take Bournemouth. They're in better form and, and Fulham are finding all kinds of ways to not win at the moment. So uh, Bournemouth, straight money line play, 9-5 plus 180. We've got a penalty shootout going on, Baz, down the road from you. Uh, Nottingham Forest are on the cusp of knocking out Bristol City. Um... Looks like, yeah, they've won it now. Nottingham Forest have beaten Bristol City 5-3 on penalties in the Cup. So they will advance. Uh, Bristol City are out. Next game, 3 o'clock, is the second shorty of the weekend. Liverpool taking on Burnley. Liverpool 2-11, minus 5.55. The draw is 7-1. And Burnley are at 10-1. Big drift is here. Um... Burnley are out at 14 to 1, actually. I, I, might, I might have just written that down wrong in the first place because the other two prices haven't changed. Um, so I've taken a little leaf out of your book here, Baz. I think I've got the same pick as you. 
Right. Now, I'm going to tell. I'm going to read my little notes out and keep an eye on your face because I think I'm onto something here. I've learned, Barry. Um, so, similar handicap in the Man City game. What do you do with a 2-11 to 11 shot? Um, handicaps and team totals and stuff like that. Um, I don't think Burnley are capable of competing. So, I haven't factored them in at all. Uh, apologies to Lee if he's hoping we're going to give out Burnley at 14 to 1. Um, all the goals markets are short, but the thing that stands out um, in terms of stats is things we've talked about, and it's the Liverpool shots um, market. So I don't think uh, Barry isn't given much away. I don't think Barry is on this market. Um, so recently against Chelsea, when they beat them 4 1, they had 28 shots. And then famously, we've talked about this a few times. They had 34 shots against Newcastle, which was some sort of world record. They had an XG of 7.9 or something that. Um, they managed, away from home, they played Burnley on Boxing Day, 19 away from home. So they're averaging 18.8 per game. But I think that's slightly skewed, obviously, against you've got the when they play the better teams. Like they wouldn't got many off against Arsenal at the weekend and away from home, um, not as many. So it's the home games. So I'm getting my ladder out, but has move along. My ladder is well and truly out. I'm going up there. Um, I'm going to start at 22 and a half shots. Um, this is Liverpool shots only. 22 and a half shots is 9 to 10, minus 111. That's our baseline. Um, and then for some reason, this goes up in twos on bet 365. Um, 24 and a half is 13 to 8, plus 162. 26 and a half is 5 to 2, plus 250. And 28 and a half gets us up to 4 to 1. Um, so, yeah, just Liverpool shall rain shots down upon the Burnley goal. Uh, hopefully we'll get the 29 and cash that 4 to 1 ladder, Baz. And did you not get there? Because I, I would have had money on you getting in that market. No, um, I haven't, but I don't mind it. Don't mind it at all. Um, as you say, it's a difficult one due to the short price of Liverpool. I do think it should be a comfortable one for them. It usually is at home. 14 wins from 16 at home this season. And only Man United and Arsenal have gone there and got a point. Nobody's beat them at Anfield yet. So while it's then where do you go? As you say, a lot of them are, are short prices. But I have went for the goals, markets. Um, and I think similar to what Mafia say in the chat, I think Burnley. I don't see them being competitive in terms of making it that difficult for Liverpool, but they could get on a score sheet. I think they aren't, they aren't winning many games. They've won just one in the last ten, but they have been managing to get on a score sheet recently. They scored in four of the last five. They scored against Man City. Scored against Arsenal. Um, so I think they could get a game, a goal here, but even if they don't. Liverpool can hit the, the totals themselves anyway. So, over three and a half was the pick for me. And it is still a bit short. It's a shade under odds on. It's four to five, minus 125. And as I say, Burnley might help out. But if not, Liverpool can do it all their own way. The last four league games um, have all gone over three and a half goals. And six of the last nine home games for Liverpool have seen them score four goals themselves. So there's enough form in the Liverpool games and in Liverpool home games to suggest three and a half should shouldn't be a hard bar to hit. Um, and as I say, Liverpool might go and score four of them on their own. Uh, but the pick for me, Burnley Liverpool or Liverpool Burnley, I should say, the pick is over three and a half goals at four to five. Over three and a half goals. I like the amount of airtime that uh, Darwin Nunes is getting in the chat. 
Um, because I never mentioned him this week, but everyone else has. I'm keeping him relevant. Um, Nunes goal ladder, or more appropriately, is the Nunes woodwork ladder that Pat Foster's oh, yeah. after. Um, yeah. Lee, Lee, uh, Lee Smith, our resident Burnley fan, has said he, he thinks there's a goal in his lot, which is exactly what I've just said. I think they could get on the score sheet. Uh, he does think they'll probably concede seven, however. Uh, and he's tipping out Sander Burge, four to one for a booking. Ooh. Looks decent, loves a card, so love a card bet. Uh, Sander Burge, get that down in your drop, that's people. Yes, I like that. Cheers, Lee. Um, uh, Sam in the chat as well. Sam, Marsh. Sam the Australian geezer. Is that right, Baz? Or am I... Sam, tell us where you're from. This thing in the back of my mind uh, tells you that you're Australian from your from the review you left ages and ages ago. Um, let's talk about the Super Bowl 58 props contest. I might win this, Baz, just for the crack. It's $1,000. I'm going to win. I'm going to win this. Well, I don't, there's no reason for me not to win this. Um, $1,000 when it takes all. It's free to enter. Uh, so you pick 58 props for Super Bowl 58. You can enter today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash SB58 or use the link in the SGPN app. I think I have to put a comment on a YouTube video to enter. Um, so if you're going to do that, do it on ours um, because that's good. Um, and cut peer-to-peer social betting platform, US-based, available in 40 states. Uh, peer-to-peer social betting is pretty new to the state, but it's a great way to bet. You can bet directly against your friends or other users, sports, politics, um, any event you like, because you can put your own bets up there. Uh, cut offers low VIG, handles the payment, all the odds are customizable. Um, you get cash back when you bet against your friends and other users. Um, Cut allows you to list almost any kind of bet, which is perfect for getting action on those fun Super Bowl prop bets. Uh, Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform, US-based, available in 40 states. Head to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. Well, I guess who's back, Baz? I didn't uh, bank on this game time. Game time in that 12-minute ad read. Um, do you want some tickets? Go to game time uh, is a more succinct way of putting it. But loads of fun stuff over on there. You could have got your cinema tickets last night for Mean Girls on game time. Uh, killer deals, last-minute tickets, the price promise. Um, the game time will credit you 110% of the difference, which was the outstanding game time guarantee they've always offered us. So you can download the game time app, create an account, and use the code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account, redeem the code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Next up is three o'clock kickoff is Luton against Sheffield United. Luton are three to four, minus 133. The draw is 14 to five, plus 280. And Sheffield United were 130. Um, are now out to 15 to four, plus 375. Um, so a little bit of money for Luton. Sheffield United are on the drift. Uh, who's to? This is you, Baza. Yeah, take us away. Um, yeah, Luton eight to eleven. Have you got? Is that is that what price? Eight to four. Yeah, somewhere. somewhere I think there, eight, eight to eleven earlier. I think Luton at eight to eleven at home to Sheffield United in the current form is is a good price for me. Um, certainly one for. Akers, um just think you, you look at the form of the two teams and Luton coming in off the back of eight goals in two games against two of the you know 
top half teams in Brighton and Newcastle. I just think you've got to be on Luton here. It's the momentum and the confidence that they'll have off the back of those two games. And meanwhile, Sheffield United have conceded eight in their last two games. They conceded five versus Brighton in the Cup before that. So that's 13 goals in the last three games in all competitions Sheffield United have conceded. Luton put three past them just a few weeks ago at Bramall Lane. I just think you've got to go for Luton goals here. Um, it's another ladder for me. I think Luton, two or more at 8 to 11, is okay. It's a little bit short as a as a main pick, but that's where I've gone. Luton, three or more at 9 to 4. Luton, four or more. Hold on, because I have it, may have that written down wrong. Um, where are we? Luton, four or more, six to one. I don't know why I'd uh, missed that one out. Uh, and Luton, five or more, 18 to one. For anyone who's wanting to be a full-blown D-Gen, Luton to score six or more, Malcolm, at 40 to one. Because let's be honest, Sheffield United are capable of shipping lots of goals to teams. Mm-hmm. They give up five to Villa. They give up eight to Newcastle earlier in the season. If you're going up the ladder, you might as well go all the way up to six or more at 40 to one. Is what I'm saying, uh, but I think Luton... Burnley Baz, which is the nearest comparison game you're going to get, yeah, and five recently against Brighton, as I've just mentioned. So they've got form yeah. for it. Um, I think, you. as I say, I put two two or more up as my starting point. I think three or more looks really good at nine four, um, and yeah, you've got to go up the ladder from there. Um, the amount of respect Luton are getting lately, just for. Hey, looking at the last six comments in the chat, but generally, if you look on Twitter, you look any sort of media, all of a sudden, because people were very, very scathing of Luton's chances. People were up, up, taking the piss um, out of Luton a bit. And I'll tell you what, um, they've been great. Uh, Sam, uh, my memory's shot to shit, Sam, sorry. Um, Sam is our American with a Luton. Uh, his dad was a uh, Luton supporter. Um, uh, Michael Roberts has joined us as well. So good evening, Just Michael. Quick shout to Michael. Michael's put out um, a pick for this game as uh, Chef United saves. Um, yeah, Michael is is in every. He loves the saves bets, doesn't he? And um, he messaged me on TikTok the other day to let me know he was on the Brentford saves ladder against Man City. Yeah. Do you know how oh, many saves yeah. they, they had? Man Fletton City scored made. three goals. Do you know how many <laughs> shots they had on target that game? I thought Fleckin made nine in the first half. I saw that. Yeah, he had. 12, I think, in the end. 12 saves. Wow. Uh, so that was a hell of a ladder to be on. But, uh, yeah, Chef United saves could be uh, one way into this game as well. The only problem I've got with that is Fodring in goal. Like, he couldn't keep chickens. Like, yeah, you, you, Just a hologram of a goalkeeper. So, yeah, your goalkeeper at some point has to be able to stop a goal in the goal uh, to, to get a few saves. There's a couple of things in this for me, for Luton. First of all is the eye test. I sat and watched them last week. And I thought they were excellent, Baz. Um, at various phases of the game, they had some good players and I thought they did some really good things. Better than a lot of teams I've seen who come up here. Um, and then the second thing is the bear form, um, which is three wins and two draws in the last five. They've scored 14 goals in that time. And Sheffield United, I mean, Sheffield United got no business being 130 in this game at all. Um, no wins on the road this season. Uncompetitive completely last week. How many minutes? It was three and a half to one to win a football match. Like, so I was tempted by the Luton handicap, but there just wasn't quite enough data for it for me to pull the trigger. Dropped me arse a little bit. Um, I'm just going to take Luton on the money line, but a uh, little bit boring. I've got a couple of consecutive money line picks here that are slightly dull, 
But sometimes you just need the uh, building blocks of a good weekend. And Luton Town are one of our building blocks. Um, yeah, so I'll take Luton just to beat Sheffield United. Our fourth three o'clock kickoff is Tottenham Hotspur against Brighton and Hove Albion. Tottenham are five to six, minus about 117. Um, Brighton have drifted slightly, actually. The draw is out uh, three to one. And Brighton are plus 280. So 14 to five, Brighton. A little drift there. Um, I think this is a backable price for Spurs. It's another back-to-back money line for me. Um, they've won eight of their 11 home games in the Premier League. They were better than Everton last week in a game that finished 2-2. Tottenham were the better side. Uh, they're scoring tons of goals and uh, scoring tons of goals at home. And they look better with players back. I don't know if Son will be back. Uh, might be too soon. Obviously, South Korea got knocked out yesterday. So he might travel. Um, and they might give him half an hour off the bench. So Brighton beat Palace um, last week. But that distorts the, the form a little bit because Palace are pap. Like, absolutely, actively pap. Um, and before that, they've lost 4-0 at Luton. They've lost 0-0 at West Ham. They haven't lost 0-0 at West Ham. You can't lose 0-0. They've drawn 0-0 at West Ham, Baz. And they had a 1-1 at Palace. The aforementioned shite, Crystal Palace. Um, they blanked at Arsenal. So, the Brighton aren't full of goals. Like I say, that that Crystal Palace skews skews the form for me, Barry. Um, so, I just think, obviously, it looks like goals, but all the markets are short. Tottenham will outscore them, surely. Um, I'm happy to take Tottenham at 11-13, to 13, minus 117. You're taking Tottenham. What, what are you taking? Tottenham money line. At what price? Eleven to thirteen. Five to six. It's all right. That. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, I had, I had, I had it in my head that were, I had it in my head they were a shorter price for some reason. I don't know why. But I yeah, actually, I had them down at minus one seventeen. Yeah, and the, the five to six. Yeah, minus one twenty. So yeah, same price. Yeah, so I've got a different way. I think goals, Spurs games have been full of goals lately. Six in a row have seen both teams to score. And the last five have all seen over three and a half goals. And whilst there was that little period recently where Brighton games calmed down a little bit, they had a couple of nil-nils, the last two games have seen them win 4-1 and lose 4-0. So right back to the goals in Brighton games as well. If you add in the FA Cup games for Brighton, they won 5-2 and 4-2. So that's four over three and a half goals in the last five games for Brighton. Um, the head, head wasn't long ago, just a few weeks ago, Brighton won this fixture 4-2. Um, I took team total for Spurs in that game, 4-0 down the way, weren't they, and came back and got two two late goals. I think no further analysis needed. All of that form just points to goals. So Spurs v Brighton, over three and a half goals at even money is my pick. Yeah, it looks like an absolute system play, doesn't it? It would have been in October, November, Obviously, Brighton blanked a little bit. Spurs had their wobble, but um, loads of picks flying out there. Bootle has joined us. Um, Bootle telling us Son will be back. We've got Richardson anytime. Harry likes Romero over half a shot. Um, Spurs and both teams to score for Slick Rick. So, yeah, all sorts of stuff going here. But, yeah, we'll take goals. Um, loads of people in the chat. So, if you haven't said hello, by all means, uh, say hello and give us a winner. Need them. Um, the final. 8pm kickoff is Wolverhampton Wanderers against Brentford. 
Wolves are 21 to 20. Actually, 11 to 10 now, plus 110. The draw is 5 to 2. And Brentford are 12 to 5, plus 240, Barry. Um, right, I'm scrolling through my notes to find that one. Where are we? Wolves, Brentford. Yeah, these teams have played three times in the last five weeks. I think they played on the 27th of December and they've played a couple of times since. They had a 1 1 draw in the cup, they had a 2 2 draw in the cup in the replay. And Wolves won 4-1 in the match at Brentford in the Premier League. Wolves have scored seven in the last two games now. They had a 4-2 win over Chelsea and a 4-3 defeat to Man United. The Man United defeat is their only one in nine games for Wolves. And, and that was a late one as well, wasn't it? So in good form, and particularly at home. Brentford, on the other hand, have just won one in the last 10. No clean sheet in 14 games now for Brentford. And they've conceded two or more goals in each of the last six league games. That's that's telling for me. I think that's enough to tell me that Wolves... I like Wolves here. And I think the Wolves team total is the way to go again. Um, over 1.5 Wolves goals at even money. Just looks a good price for a team who are in form, scoring well. And as I always say, when you've got a team who just can't keep a clean sheet, then... You've almost got the first one in the bank. You're just looking to get that second one. Brentford are conceding more more than, than enough goals to tell me it's a good price. So the pick for me, Wolves v Brentford, is Wolves team total over one and a half. I know Ryan, who was in for the first time, was asking about the Wolves game. He was asking how we thought um, Cunha might go because he's in good form. Yeah, uh, But I fancy Wolves to get a couple of goals. And a little spoiler, we do have scorer picks at the end. And you never know, you might get a mention at that point. As well as Cunha, we've got the Neto goal or assist uh, put up by Michael um, at 10 to 11. Now, you're right, he's a very, very good player. I wouldn't mind seeing him up at Newcastle. Um, Bootle points out that Wissa is back for Brentford. Congo uh, got knocked out tonight, who uh, Johan Wissa was playing for, so he'll be back. But again, it's a lot of travelling. Like they've, they've gone out, what, late on a Wednesday night, might not get back till Friday, maybe. Uh, so probably a spot on the bench for him. Um. You're not getting the boat back, Malcolm, you know. Yeah, but what... Oh, shut up. I can't. Your silliness. Uh, Malcolm, I ordered I ordered, a, I ordered something from Japan. It got posted on Monday and it arrived today. That's quicker than you're saying they're getting back from the Asia Cup. It wasn't Cup. a person, was it? You did you order a person from Japan, did you? No, but <laughs> they get back even easier, man. Nah. We'll, we'll did he say about... they'll leave to... We'll talk he'll about leave tomorrow, later. lunchtime, then you yeah, get back. on the way back, man. Oh, right. I'm not sure about if Johan Wissa's flight times are enough to move the needle on uh, on any bet that we pick. Johan Wissa's flight times is another excellent name for a fanzine, by the way. Um, we've picked, we've been on the same side, Baz, just about all of these games and picked just kind of different little bets, um, which is like the the entire battle uh, of what we're trying to do here. I went straight to Wolves, Baz, um, on the money line again. Um, oh, shit, we've got a Japanese thing. Um, straight to Wolves. They had a good win against Chelsea. They lost against Man United. Um, but since then, they've had, they, they say, good home wins. They beat Evan, beat Chelsea. They beat Brentford 4-1 recently. Brentford are getting dragged in. Um, they've got one win just in living memory. The results against Man City and Spurs look okay, but actually, I thought they were well beaten in both. Um, they, they got in front against Manchester City, but they were always going to lose. And they scored first and last against Tottenham. 
But for the majority of the game, they're out of it. And I think Wolves are doing all right. Huge confidence boost last week. Um, Wolves are on the improve. So it's my third consecutive money line to go with Luton and Tottenham. I'm going to add Wolves in it. 11 to 10 uh, plus 1. 10. Um, right, Barry, let's show us your bento box then because you've waved it around I before. Will, you've got we'll 40 all the You talked about it on the show. Come on, let's have a look. We'll save it for the end, Malcolm. You're saving it for the end? Yeah. yeah all right, so the people are... People who don't, you, this forces people to listen to it though, Bas. Paul is dying to see because it's this bento box is fully loaded, Malcolm. Um, You've got so, stuff yeah, in it. Oh, it's you've got tomorrow's dinner ready to go, hasn't it? Already. Oh, yeah. Well, people, if you want to uh, see what Barry's having for dinner tomorrow, I suggest you stay tuned. I, I uh, thought we'd, the, um, yeah, we'd leave, it, leave it till the end so the podcast listeners who won't be able to see my dinner can just clear off as we start talking about my pack lunch for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, whoa, well, well, we'll whiz through these games, Baz, so we can get to your dinner. Um, tea time on Saturday is 5.30, 12.30, kick-off Eastern Nottingham Forest. Take on Newcastle United. Nottingham Forest are on the other page. Nottingham Forest are 12 to 5, plus 240. The draw is 14 to 5, plus 280. Newcastle United are even money. Um, so, Forest... Won 3-1 at Newcastle on Boxing Day. Uh, they've got a draw at Bournemouth last week. But they still look like they're scratching around a little bit to me. Um, even tonight, the 1-1 against um, Bristol City and they go through on penalties. Both teams to score six in a row for Forest and five of them went over two and a half goals. Newcastle, on the other hand, are really hard to read. They had an excellent win at Villa. They wanted Fulham in the cup. So looked like they were maybe... Starting to just to even out a little bit, and then I don't know what to make of that 4 4 from Luton. Sometimes it's just a mad game of football, and you don't need to read anything into it. It just it's just a thing that's happened occasionally. Tons of goals in the Newcastle games, eight last week. Before that, four, five, six, and four. Both teams to score over two and a half, five in a row. So that's five in a row for Newcastle, and five from six for Nottingham Forest. It's fitted this. So both teams to score with over two and a half goals, Baz, purely on the data, that's 19 to 20, minus 105. And just again, looking at Forest Corners, I gave them out, um, hashtag data analyst. Um, at Arsenal a couple of weeks ago when Arsenal had 10 to Forest 2, then Bournemouth duffed them up on corners at the weekend. And I had a little check tonight, Barry, and they got absolutely duffed up on the corners by Bristol City. Forest had five, Bristol City had 10. So a match bet, Newcastle corners. Newcastle aren't very fancy price. Four to six minus one fifty, but Newcastle minus one is even money. Um, so that just came to me while I was checking out the uh, the Forest Bristol City stats before we came on here. So if you don't want the both teams to score over two and a half, uh, Newcastle on the corners um, handicap on the match bet, Baz. Yeah, not bad. Um, I mean, the both teams to score on the overs. I, I like. Um, it's not where I've gone. Mafia in the chat likes it as well. He thinks Newcastle will win this 3-1 and that will play nicely for me. Obviously, the defeat to Forest on Boxing Day is, is still fresh in the memory. Um, I went, took the kids. The only game I've been to in a while now. Um, and it was horrible. But from what we've seen since, from what we've seen since, I think we did catch Forest at the worst possible time. They had their little new manager bounce where they beat us, they beat Man United. But they've done very little since. No win in six in all competitions. 
if you include the 90 minute result tonight, that's no win in seven. Um, and Newcastle have, have sort of finally broke away this 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 away jinx where they can't win a game away from home against Villa last week. Um, they sort of put that to bed. So hopefully um that bodes well for Newcastle. Newcastle did welcome back Wilson and Barnes from injury last week. Murphy's back to full fitness and the squad's starting to look a bit better, although we've lost Isaac for a bit. Um and Anthony Gordon's questionable. We don't quite know whether he will miss it or not. Um but I, I still think we're starting to look a bit stronger in terms of the squad. We've scored 15 goals in the last five games now. And I think if we can get two here, it might be enough. Um, I think Newcastle will win this one. I think that both teams to score is, is, a, is a good play as well. I took Newcastle to win and both to score against Luton. So I've dodged it this week because it, it, it burnt me a little bit. But I'm just taking Newcastle to win. I think Newcastle at 21 to 20 plus 105 is an all right price. Um, not my favourite pick of the week. But I just, I, I don't know what to make of Forrest. I, I, I still don't think they're as, they're, they're that good. I think they're going to, they're going to be in a relegation battle for the rest of the season. And as I say, I think those, that little run has proved to be short lived, doesn't it, when Nuno came in. So Newcastle to win this one at 21 to 20. Okay, three games left. We've got Sunday and Monday games. And um, once I've told you about Hall of Fame bets, uh, win bigger by betting smarter. This NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research NFL, NBA, and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Put your parlay into the Hall of Fame bets parlay optimizer tool, and you will get hit rates broken down by a leg. You'll get expected probabilities for your parlay. You can sort players. Um, who's hot, who's not, who's got the best value, stuff like that. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hrfbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Okay, three games to go. Sunday will kick us off early. With West Ham United against Arsenal, 2 p.m. kickoff, which is a 9 a.m. Eastern time. West Ham, 5 to 1 underdogs. The draw is Burlington, 30, 130 plus 333. And Arsenal are 9 to 17, minus 188. Baz? Yes, yeah, so West Ham have beaten Arsenal twice already this season and beaten them by two goals each time 2 0 in the league and 3 1 in the cup. However, um, as much as I'd like to take them here, and I, and I was, it's sort of where I looked first because I know Arsenal have picked up a little bit, but I was, you know, looking at the price and thinking, can I make a case? But you, you struggle really. I know you're you're out on West Ham at the moment. Uh, I took them against Man United and no good at all. Um, it's difficult. They're now winless in six games and they failed to score in three of those six as well. Arsenal obviously come into it full of confidence. Three wins in a row now, including the big one last week against Liverpool. I think they'll win this, but I can't bring myself to take them in a handicap. I, I'm not confident enough to back Arsenal to win by multiple goals. An 8-15 to 15 is too short for a pick on the money line. And that recent record against West Ham's just niggling away at me. Um, so I looked at the goals market, and I've gone here for over two and a half, but I'm going to tag on the both teams to score. Um, I think West Ham can score. I think Arsenal will probably go and win it 2-1 or 3-1. But Arsenal have only got one clean sheet in the last seven games. 
And West Ham have put five past them already this season. So I'll take West Ham to get a goal, but we'll get the over two and a half one way or another. The pick for me, Arsenal and West Ham, is over two and a half goals and both teams to score at 11 to 10. Well, Baz, you might say I'm out on West Ham, and I was until I saw the price. Because what happened here was, I actually, I'm looking, actively looking for opportunities to fade West Ham. Found one eventually last week against Man United, took advantage, hit it. Um, and I thought today, because West Ham, were they still sitting sixth in the league or something stupid? Um, and at home, again, so I thought Arsenal might be four to five, five to six. So it's a perfect opportunity to get me faded. I had a look, and Arsenal have wanted two. Um, and West Ham is sitting all the way out with five to one. Arsenal are just way too short. They were good against Liverpool. Um, and I do want to fade West Ham, but West Ham did okay against Man United. Actually, on the stats, they were probably the better side. Um, they've won five of their 11 home games. They won at Arsenal on December the 28th. And this would be a very Arsenal thing to do. Uh, after the beaten Liverpool to go and blob this. I think at the price, Baz, I have to take West Ham United at five to one. Um so yeah, West Ham on the money line at five to one. Um Pat is asking about Burlington Bertie, Baz. Uh one hundred to thirty. It's a bit of a horse racing term. Uh, so if you watch the racing on the telly, Pat, uh any horse that's at 100 to 30, they'll always say he said Burlington Bertie. Um and it's a song, um, is what it is. Pat, you're Pat, a music the, um... man. An old music hall song. I'm not reading this on Wikipedia. It's just off the top of my head, Baz. I think it was a musical song. I think it was composed by Harry B. Norris in 1900, uh, around about that time. Although I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't swear to it. So yeah, there you go. Um, a bit of bird. Yeah, I was going to say if you, if you Google tic tac terminology, um, there's a Wikipedia page which tells you all the terms for uh, ah, the, yes. the horse race and tic tac, and they'll tell you all about it. So yeah, have a look at that part after the show. Top of the head. 94 is top of the head, 94 buzz or right, yeah. something, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, tell you what, I'm a positive fucking almanac of useful information. Um, 4 30 on Sunday, which is an 11 30 Eastern time kickoff, says Aston Villa take on Manchester United. Aston Villa are uh, Aston Villa have drifted tonight, having been humped off Chelsea. They were 21 to 20 plus 105. They are now 15 to 13 plus 115. So drifted 10 points to Villa. The draw is at 11 to 4 plus 275. And Manchester United were 23 to 10, uh, are into 21 to 10. And uh, so plus 210 for Man United, Barry. Yeah, so this is where you mentioned watching the game tonight. So I've watched the Villa Chelsea game as well. And I was handicapping these games. The, the last two the two games here, Villa and the Chelsea game, I was handicapping them late on so I could get a bit of a feel for tonight's game. And it's definitely, I think, skewed my opinion on the two games. Had I have handicapped this earlier, I've no Stay doubt. Strong, Stay strong. No, you've you've got to you've got to factor it in. I mean, first things first, has has Villa's bubble burst? Because they're in a bit of a Sticky patch at the moment. The fortress of Villa has, has finally come to an end because they're now losing games at Villa Park where they hadn't done for a long, long time. Newcastle comfortable against them at Villa Park in the league and then Chelsea tonight. The Sheffield United win at the weekend is their only win in five now. They aren't scoring many goals outside of that Sheffield United game either, which would be a concern. And I didn't think they looked very good tonight um, until they got 3-0 down and sort of chasing in the last 10-15 minutes. And that makes it hard to back them here as favourites. 
especially with Man United hitting a bit of form. Now, as you know, Malcolm, I call him back Man United on the money line. New Year's resolution. However, um, you'll notice I said I can't back them on the money line. That That's um, my interpretation of that resolution. I am going to back them here in the goals market. They've scored two in each of the last five games. And in six of the last seven, they've scored two goals. They beat Villa 3-2 over Christmas. Newcastle and Chelsea have each put three past Villa recently. And even Burnley scored two against them recently. So team total, Man United to score two or more goals against Villa at 5-4. to four. That's a pick for me here. Okie doke. I was just putting together a, a bet builder. I, the, the YouTube comments just look like they were building a bet. Um, Hoyland's goal. Gone to a goal or assist. Man United on the double chance. So I was just firing them into a bet builder. I got up to four to one without the uh, without the Man United double chance. But yeah, um, there's your um, or oh, double chance Man United. Let's have a look. Man United or draw five to one. So Hoyland to score any time. Garnacho to score assist, uh, and the match will be a draw or Manchester United. That's our uh, our listener bet builder impromptu uh, tonight. Yeah, the decision you had to make, Baz, you're right, watching that tonight was how much do you factor in what you watch tonight? Um, so I made these notes yesterday. Do you stay strong? And I'm going to stick with it, Baz, um, because it was a cup game. So Villa did get straight back to winning ways against Sheffield United. doesn't really count because Sheffield United are non-competitive. Um, they blew a two-goal lead at Manchester United quite recently. Man United took advantage of a good spot against West Ham last time, but they still weren't that impressive, Baz. Um, the kids are playing okay. The kids that were mentioned uh, in the chat were talking Garnacho, Hoyland and Kobe Menu have looked quite sharp. But they're kids, and kids go in and out of form. Um, and the Morrisons Butcher's done something again, hasn't he? Um, he's back down on the fish counter for a couple of weeks because he can't, uh, he, he's heard something. And Man United's record, Barry, against the top nine teams this year in the league, won one, drawn two, lost five. Two things I take out of that. One, they're still shy. Two, they've got, they're going to have quite a hard running because we're on match week 24 now and they've only played those top nine once each. So they've got them all to come again. So it's not going to be playing sailing for Man United either. Um, I'm going to stick with Villa. The fact that they got home tonight actually gave, made them a bigger price as well which I factored into my handicap. I like them at plus 115, obviously better than I did at plus 105. Uh, so, yeah, Aston Villa um, at 15 to 13, I'm going to take to get us a home and get back to form um, and get us a win. Finally, um, Sunday afternoon, I don't know why the hell this is on the telly. Oh, no, it's not. It's Monday night, actually. Um, Monday night, 8 o'clock, um, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Crystal Palace take on Chelsea. Harry's been waiting for his Chelsea handicap. Crystal Palace are uh, on the drift because of Chelsea's win tonight. We're 14 to 5 plus 280 are now 16 to 5 plus 320. And the draw is 14 to 5 plus 280. And Chelsea have hardened up slightly to 5 to 6 minus 120, Barry. Yeah. Again, as I say, I've looked at the game tonight, and the one thing it proves is you just can't work out this Chelsea side from one week to the yeah. next. Comfortable tonight, but they were well beaten against Liverpool, well beaten against Wolves. Um, 
conceding four in each of those games as well. But both of them teams are considerably better than Palace, I would say. Um, and Palace have only picked up points recently. You've mentioned before, the only team that beaten is Sheffield United. So I can't take Palace in any game currently. And it's not very often I want to take Chelsea at odds on either. I say this every week. You can't back Chelsea at odds on. You can't back Chelsea at odds on. Uh, here I am. Here I am in a position where I am going to take Chelsea this week. Um, Chelsea to beat Palace at five to six is the pick for me. I just can't make a case for Palace at the moment, and it's a coin toss. It is, and you're getting five to six for a coin toss because you just don't know which Chelsea turns up. Um, but they're a better side than Palace, uh, and at five to six, I'll take my chance. So yeah, Chelsea to beat Palace, Morgan. Uh, Michael's firing up the Crystal Palace saves, which is nice, Morgan. What we got three and a half saves. We're starting at at six to five, going up to six to one for over five and a half saves. I like that because Chelsea do make a shit ton of chances, like, and then uh, the likes of Nicholas Jackson, etc., just miss them all. So, um, that's a great angle. Yeah, the, the, my handicap with Chelsea here was that they're unreliable. So, the fact that they won 3 0 doesn't change that even a little bit. Um, because, in fact, it almost backs it up. They remain unreliable because you just don't know what they're going to do. Now, Palace have actually won their last two home games in the league, um, although against two teams who were struggling more than most. So that 3-2 against Sheffield United and then a 3-1 against Brentford. I can't back Chelsea at odds on, Baz. It's written down here. It says it. Um, they've conceded four goals uh, in the last... Was it the last two league games? Now, Palace... Um, have scored three at home in the last two games. Chelsea conceded four in their last two league games. Anybody can score twice against Chelsea. Um, it's just on the table. It's always on the table, isn't it? It doesn't matter who it is and what. Anybody could get two goals against Chelsea. Now, I know Crystal Palace have been cat, but at home on a Monday night, uh, nine to four plus 225. I'm going to give Palace a couple of goals here. Chelsea might even touch them off three, two, Baz. Um, but I'm going to give Palace a chance. I thought the... Uh, I thought the line was big, just because I cannot trust that uh, Chelsea back line even a little bit. Villa didn't turn up tonight. Villa were terrible. Um, if you put them under a little bit of pressure, um, Palace can get a couple of goals. So, yeah, my final pick is Crystal Palace team total, 9-4, plus 2.25. Um, on to the exotic stuff, Baz. Um, my goal scorer, I'm going to go to Luton Town. Uh like I say, nice to give him a bit of recognition. I enjoyed watching him play last week. And I watched uh, Adebayo up top. Um, and what a cracking player he is. So, uh, he was he got a hat-trick against Brighton. He was very good last week against Newcastle. Took his chance beautifully. So, he's 9-2, first and last goal scorer. 8-5, plus 160, any time. In Christ, Sheffield United, you've already you put them up to concede five goals. So if they do, uh, Elijah Adeboyo is getting, getting at least one of them. Uh, you can go multi-score if you want. Underdog, West Ham alive, Barry. Very live at five to one. But I'm going to rein it in a little bit. Can take Bournemouth at nine to five. Plus 180. I just think that's better than Fulham. It's pretty straightforward. Like, And for my parlay, uh, let's waste everybody's time with... A money line treble, Baz. It was my little glob in the middle. Tottenham, Luton, Wolves, all the win on the money line is eleven to two. Um, it's a price of five uh, plus five sixty five, Baz. 
Yeah, so the underdog for me, I've also went for Bournemouth because there wasn't nothing jumped out at me in terms of any of the big prices. But Bournemouth to beat Fulham was the underdog pick of the week for me. The scorer, I've went for Cunha, which is strange because Ryan brought up Cunha tonight. Scored a hat-trick at the weekend, uh, but he scored five in his last five and six in his last seven. That hat-trick will give him plenty of confidence. Cunha, similar price to your pick, is 9-2 first and last and 8-5 to any time scorer. Uh, so I'll take Cunha as my goal scorer. The accumulator for me, Paul, is a team total over 1.5. I've got Luton to score two or more, Spurs to score two or more, Newcastle to score two or more, and Arsenal to score two or more. That comes in at about 7-1, to one, I think. I haven't wrote it down, but I'm pretty sure it was around 7-1. to one. Uh, So, yeah, team totals, Luton, Spurs, Newcastle, Arsenal, all to score two or more at 7-1. to one. But I did have a little look, Malcolm. Um, it's an overs league, as you know. And now this might it's be this might be after the horse has bolded. But over 1.5 goals in all 10 games, 9 to 2 plus 450. Over 2.5 goals in all five uh, all 10 games is 110 to 1. We hit nine of the ten last week. It's got to be worth a quid every week for the next 14 weeks or whatever we've got. Yeah, 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 right. All over the place, like there's a there's a chance you'll get a good run out of one of these weeks where you'll I mean you would have got it last week. So as I say, it might be a little bit after the old mayor's show. But um yeah, over two and a half goals in all ten games at 110 to one will definitely have a couple of English pounds. Tell you what, Baz, I'm just looking at which game's gonna fuck that up. And it's the palace Chelsea one right at the end, but that's exciting. That means we can get nine out of nine and we can all sit and have the massive sweat on Monday night. Uh we can we can go over the partial cash out, which is against company policy. Uh, but yeah, we'll get nine out of nine and get the big sweat on. But yeah, we'll chase that for now to the end of the season, Baz. It's an overs league. Uh, and then we can get some uh, it's an overs league t-shirts in the merch store. Um, well, picks made, Barry. One hour and six minutes talking about football. No one really was interested, Barry. All people want to know is what's in that daft box? You've got what's show us the, the box. box. So there's the box. Hour. It's two That's tiers, box, right? Yeah. So it splits into two. Look. See that? Right, okay. So yeah. That's, that's, that's a bent to a box. It's got a lid on the top. I've got chopsticks as well, you know. Oh. Right, like okay. The There's a little nice little pattern on the top as well, look. Oh, yeah, a little rice board and some yeah. Japanese writing. The kids say that's a little bit geeky. The kids weren't impressed. They said they'd get oh, bullied really? if they took this into school. But anyway, in the top tier, Malcolm, I have got some rice and teriyaki yeah. chicken. Oh, yeah. That looks like a leather bit, bag. A little bit of um, seasoning on top of the rice. It's um, nice. got sesame seeds. It's got seaweed. It's got fish flakes. Give a bit more flavour. Japanese seasoning on the top of there. And in the bottom tier, I've got some pickled carrot and pickled daikon, which is a Japanese radish. Turning Japanese. I'm really turning Japanese. I really think it's a good so. one. That. I'll know that one. Uh, I've got some rolled. Omelette here, bit of egg, more protein. And then in the middle, we've got um, some cucumber, lettuce, sugar snap peas, um, spring onions. And that's dressed in like a sesame oil and soy sauce. So, again, more of those Japanese flavors, Malcolm. Um, so, I've got a right, um, right healthy Japanese lunch ready to go tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, turning Japanese. Yes, Pat, I knew Pat would know. 2.2 is the vapors. Now, used to be one of my favourite songs out when I was in Nipper. Um, Ellen, Ellen keeps laughing at me because every day there's another 
I come home with more stuff. So uh, I've got a bottle here of cooking sake, Japanese, oh, nice. uh, Japanese rice vinegar. Got that there. Um, some Japanese soy sauce, uh, sesame oil, bit of teriyaki marinade. I've got all the all of the Japanese ingredients. Um, oh, haven't you? And a big old Japanese radish. Um, so yeah. See how long this lasts. I'll probably the novelty. Right. I don't mean to be disparaging, Baz. Uh, just say hello to Luke. Luke's joined just in time to see you talk about your dinner. And Michael says you've lost the plot. Um, is that not just a couple of fancy Tupperware boxes, Barry? It is definitely. I. Is it fair enough? Uh, absolutely. Um, do, do you remember about this time last year when I got my bottle of fish sauce out on the show? Yeah. The, <laughs> do you remember that with it? The sell-by date on it. Because all that stuff you've got just then, that's about to enter the contest for the uh, the back of the cupboard sell-by date. You, like, your cooking sake will still be sitting there in 2036 and we'll find it again. So bookmark this episode. We'll get Barry's cooking sake back out in 25 years' time or something. Um, and it does mean that we're going to lump on Matoma any time this week as well. You can uh, throw your Tupperware box up in the air. Well, that looks lovely, Barry. And I'm pleased... You're having a nice time. It's nice to see you have an interest in a, in a little hobby there, Baz. Yeah. What's your briefly Super Bowl party on Sunday? Is uh, How's the menu going? Um, the menu's going well. I've been on the phone at the butcher today, Malcolm, um, oh. to order my 10 kilos of pork shoulder um, because I wouldn't want to turn up on Friday and he tells me he's run out of pork. So I did make yeah. a phone call today just to make sure. Um, all beer has been purchased, so I was stocked up on the beer front. Um, and I've got a lot of stuff to lots of wings, 10 kilo of wings to purchase. Um, some nice beef shin to go in the chili. Um, so yeah, preparations are going well. Why do you never do ribs? Um, are you kidding me? No, I'm just it just came to us today. I saw an advert on the telly. So, for so ribs. We'll do a Super Bowl party for catering for 20 of you. I put on pulled yeah. pork, nachos, bratwurst sausages, chili, wings. And you're moaning that you're not getting ribs. Yeah, yeah I am. Yeah. Un ungrateful that. I'm not just saying. I'm just saying. I want wings. Uh, I want ribs. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be yeah. rice on Sunday, isn't it, ladies? <laughs> rice. If I turn up and there's 20 kilos of boiled rice, Barry, I'll throw it off your head. Um, right. Thanks, everyone. The chat was fun tonight. It's uh, perked me right up. Uh, cheers, Barry. Um, hopefully, we've made some winning picks. Full weekend of Premier League football. Don't forget this time tomorrow. We're going to talk some uh, Prem props and ponies, NFL, horse racing and Premier League with the Wolf of Oaklawn. And it will have come out as a podcast as well. Um, I've got some sensible Super Bowl bets. I've got some silly Super Bowl bets. I've got them all written down on this bit of paper, Barry. Uh, so they're all done. Um, so, yeah, join us tomorrow if you want to say hello. Otherwise, good luck with your bets. Um, thanks for joining us. And we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>